0: Yes, sir. We
1: promised you a great man oh, here oh, yeah. tonight. Yeah. Andre. The China- yeah. is
0: running it was. It was. My God, what <laughs> it Midge
1: I like delicious chicken. It was rap. It was rap. It's,
2: it's professional, Wrestling. Wrestling. My, 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 my,
1: my. Today is the beginning oh. of the shoot era of cheap. The only way to have fun is to take the gloves screw it. Oh. If I offend them, oh well. What I am going to do is call it down the line every single week. I know, I know.
0: Ma 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 ma, ma, ma. That, that guy, right? I
1: love wrestling. Ah, uh, please. So damn it, I am not giving up the podcast. Oh, hell no! I'm doubling down and going the other way. Oh my goodness. It, bring it on. Welcome
3: to the shoot, Arrow Baby. <sighs>
1: Well, ladies and gentlemen, it's about that time. The shoot arrow continues. Back in New York, in studio again. The one and only, physically large, physically strong.
2: Oh, my goodness. Oh, my
1: goodness. Wow, say it again. He's in person. Let me hear it again.
2: Oh, my goodness.
1: Wow, he's really here. Stack Guy Greg is back. SUG, happy July 4th.
2: Yes, happy uh, July 4th, P.
1: Oh, my God. Um, we have a lot to get to today. We do. So we won't waste a lot of time. I want to, I have a lot of sponsors today too, so I got to hit a few things. First of all, I want to remind everyone right now if you enjoy this show, you would also enjoy my dear friend Ariel Helwani's MMA show. It's a must listen if you love mixed martial arts. Of course, big UFC event going down this weekend for John Jones, um, and Amanda Nunez versus Holly Holm. There's a lot of stuff going down. So if you want to get ready for that, UFC 239 or anything else, you want to be listening to Ariel Helwani's MMA show. He talks with top fighters every single week, and on next Monday's show, we'll give you the full recap of UFC 239, um, and everything. So, plus you can watch the prelims all on ESPN Plus. So be on the lookout for Ariel Hawani's MMA show Monday night by going to your favorite podcast player. All right, moving right along, Greg. This is big news. I talked to Morris today.
2: I know. I'm so excited to hear how this conversation went down.
1: So here's what happened. If you already thought you loved Morris, the voice of, Welcome to the shoot, Arrow Baby. He called the sports talk. He called the K show earlier. And when he called, here's what happened. Ever since you said this, uh, uh, for my podcast, Welcome to the shoot, Arrow Baby. You basically become the voice of the show and people on the podcast are asking I'm doing a, if I do a live event in August for SummerSlam weekend, people want to know if Morris would would show up where, where are you talking about? It would be in the city. Would you ever come to the city on us on a Sunday afternoon have a beverage with with your fans, your minions? Yeah, if it was a
3: Sunday afternoon
1: you could make it into the city?
3: Yeah, I could make it into the city Sunday afternoon.
1: I'm going to tell you this right now. If Morris came to this event and said this live. Welcome to the shoot, Arrow, baby. The place would go insane, Morris. You'd have people chanting your name. Hundreds. I
3: don't even remember it. Welcome to the what? <laughs> well, you just gave me another
1: one. <laughs> I, you said you, you were supposed to say welcome to the shoot, Arrow, baby, although it kind of like sounds like you said shoot, Arrow. So now we call it the shoot, Arrow instead of the shoot, era. So you basically you're changing culture, Morris.
3: I still don't follow what I'm saying there.
1: It doesn't matter. It, you, I, it was a stupid wrestling thing you wouldn't quite get. Your adoring public wants but adoring you. But your adoring public wants you. That's the point, Morris. So we'll talk about it before August, okay? You got it. Absolutely. So from, So, uh, turn off your mic one more time, uh, Greg. This is just so you, Just so you know we always have this now.
3: Welcome to the what?
2: <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> that was perfect. Welcome I'm excited that wife. he might show
1: up, so we might get Morris at. the I have to work out the details, guys. Oh but my
2: god, that oh, I, SummerSlam
1: I Sunday could be really. I, I mean, I couldn't
2: have believed when you when I saw that you spoke to him. I, I didn't get to hear it, and then it's I, a big day. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh my yeah, goodness. My, my palms are sweating, and we're gonna no. get the,
1: our hero. Palm sweaty, knees something. Mom's spaghetti. mom spaghetti. You know what I'm saying. So um, where do we start here, SGG, this week? There's so much to do. Uh We have to talk about Fighter Fest, the AEW. I guess you want to start there? Yeah, or let's s- jump right into it. Or do you want to fart? <laughs> Whoa, <laughs> sorry. Do you want to start, I should say? Um, Fox wants Trump on SmackDown? That's a rumor that's been circulating.
2: I don't know how true that is, but I, I just put that there because I want – what are your thoughts on that? What are you – what do you think?
1: I think it's a bad idea. I think. I mean, wh- what's he going to do? He's not going to be in an angle anymore. Listen, I'll tell you this right now. If you get Trump to be in a storyline, okay, sounds great. The active president is in a storyline that you're uh, done. You know what? I don't care what you think about the politics of it and how much you may dislike him. I, I, I of course, don't let it, my political beliefs be known. But <laughs> I think no matter how you feel – if you could have him in a story, that'd be very compelling television.
2: Yeah, I mean everybody'd have to cover it. But
1: but to have him show up and do what? Just do like one of those generic sort of like hello. I don't know because I don't, what's the upside? Down?
2: The last time they had him show up, he didn't really like. He no sold everything. He didn't really perform the right way. It was just.
1: <laughs> it's, it's hilarious. <laughs> what are you laughing at, Greg? Yeah, you're supposed to keep talking. <laughs> Oh, but you can hear me because you don't wear I headphones. <laughs> I
2: can't.
1: They couldn't hear me.
2: But it's okay. It's all right. Because you know what? It's fine. Donald Trump, I don't know what, like you said, I don't know what he would do. Because when he, when he was called on to, to perform in a role before, everybody did the heavy lifting. So it would just be a rehash of that, if anything. I was It'd hoping be more ridiculous and more absurd.
1: I tried to search around. I was trying to look on uh, online and see if there were any pictures of Donald Trump in the crowd. At WrestleMania 29. Is it 29 that was in New York? Yeah. and To see if you could see me because I sat directly behind him. Oh, what? But I couldn't find it. There's none. But but don't you think they would have showed him in the crowd during the show when he was sitting there?
2: Well, he went into the Hall of Fame that year, right?
1: Right. So did he go up with the Hall of Famers and
2: that would be when they showed him?
1: No. You mean but they wouldn't show him then in the crowd? Right. I know. It's a good question. I would think they'd still show him. But –
2: that means we have to revisit that WrestleMania and see if we can. Uh...
1: I know. I might have to go through there and see what I see.
2: Because, you know, with Cena's entrance, when they do like that wide shot of the crowd. Yeah. You can see people like floor 100, You should be able level. to see his
1: repug hair. Yeah,
2: exactly. And if we can put, find his repug hair, we can find a mage bald head right behind him.
1: Thank you. From his repug hair to my mage bald head. Yeah. Um, all right. You want to go right into AEW? Yeah, let's do it. All right, let's break it down now. Um, I, I was so glad I remembered that you could watch it on BR Live, right? Because I, I was thinking pay per view, and I was like, "Damn, I want to see it, but I'm not spending fifty bucks." Good news, didn't have to spend fifty. Same,
2: bucks. and I, I was in. I mean, listen, free is the exact right price point
1: for, for you. Well, you we talk. all know that you're the physically yeah. cheap,
2: yes, of course.
1: So it was the right price. What were you, what was your overall takeaway from the show?
2: Um, it
1: was cool. Oh, Greg's hate of AEW continues. It was cool. I mean, it was,
2: it was an indie show. It was definitely, I liked it more than I liked All In.
1: So I say that. Oh, I think it was a better, a better show than All In in some ways. It felt more complete. Yeah. Felt less like a random indie show and more like, there's, we're starting to get to know who people are and right. there's something going on. I mean, guys, I know this sounds so totally self-serving because of my, uh, being a broadcaster. They still need help on commentary. I'm sorry. JR couldn't do it alone and I mean JR also sort of was
2: part of the problem at times. Yeah. You can't you can't go around calling people orientals in
1: 2019 JR. Mm. Excuse me. Did that happen? <laughs> that that is a thing that happened. Wait. And what who is he
2: talking about? One of the Asian performers, uh Shima definitely got called an oriental like to start the show.
1: No, 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 no. <laughs> it was reported.
2: And I think I think part of the confusion too is though is that um AEW's par, partnering with a Chinese um federation or whatever you want to call it and oriental is in the name of the federation it's like the oriental wrestling something i can't remember what the e stands for it's, it's owe
1: so, it's so funny too or that word and asian is so interesting because at least to me, who is not Asian, it's one that you don't necessarily understand if you're not of that background, probably living in America, why that change got made at some point in the 80s, whenever it changed. Stop calling them that? Yeah, and it switched to Asian because it didn't sound like a, a defensive word by nature, but, no, it was, and I mean, but it was used to describe products, whereas people but, are described as Asian.
2: Right, and also, too, like when you – When you started – people started using that, like it became a slur. You know what I mean? Because like there's a word for – there's the opposite word, occidental. Oriental was supposed to be just like of the east.
1: Right, of the orient.
2: Of the orient, yeah. Occidental from the west. Nobody uses occidental anymore. And then oriental became like a slur.
1: Done. By the way, I love how every slur, every word became a slur. Because white people just yelled it at other people, so then it inherently became a slur. Yeah, I mean, it's like it's like it's it's one of the craziest things about America is if you say the word Mexican or the word Jew in a certain way sounds offensive. Yeah, like you know, and on the radio show on Hebrew in the morning, we have both with myself and Juanito, and we'll talk about. Both Mexicans and Jews, and if you just leave it out there, lose. I'm like Juanito a Mexican. They're so like what? It almost said, yeah. The tone. Like, the tone. I'm like it, you realize that that sounds. We've allowed the word for what someone yeah, is yeah. to become offensive. That's how racist people were. Yeah. Like if someone says someone's a Jew, even like like black people
2: get uncomfortable saying black
1: yeah. or a black yeah. or
2: blacks. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, yeah anyways Please, I yeah. did not know he did that and but not to be <laughs> yeah. outdone not to be outdone the WWE thought this was the week where it was a good idea to do the hot Asian wife gimmick with Carl Anderson for a long time I know he loves that line and I don't, well, I, I, mean, I know why he thinks it's funny right because it's his wife right and she probably thinks it's funny right and and his best friends think it's funny and guess what I'm sure it is hilarious that's one of those that's one of those inside jokes right though. the problem is, It's an inside joke that has a racial undertone (laughs) that when everyone else hears it, sounds
2: crazy. Yes, which is probably part of the reason that it's so funny to them. Right. But also – It's TV, bro. not funny.
1: (laughs) Yeah, like I'll say this. I know that you don't mean it in an offensive way and, and you're not being racist. But I also know that I cringe a little bit when I hear it. Oh, every time. Like it just doesn't sound, you know, it just, it's just, there's no way for it to hit your ear canal and be like, Oh, that was cool. Right? No, it just doesn't work. Um, Like if I was friends with you, if we were really good friends and I like Carl Anderson, I wouldn't consider us good friends, but I never met his wife. And if I was meeting his wife and he's like, Peter, this is my hot Asian wife, so and so, so and so, I could see being, laughing a little bit and she's laughing and being like, he's an idiot, whatever. And, the, and you laugh. Right. In this context, it just feels weird. It just doesn't work. So anyways, I did not know that JR was in that. But my, my comment about commentary for AEW was simply going to be, because again, you have to remember everyone, it's welcome to the shoot, arrow baby. I mean, welcome to the what? Yeah. Welcome to the what? I, they brought on a guy who was doing commentary with them. They was still during there in the four way. No, they had a guy there the whole time. A new guy who was not had not been there previously. Right. Who I was told, someone mentioned me. They said he came from like Twitch or something. And the pro, it was better. Commentary was generally better. No one did a bad job. And I'm not just trying to like put myself over and say I'm the one because I don't. I'm not going to travel for AEW either, but. You have to have someone who when things get weird or there's a problem can carry the show. JR doesn't have that anymore. And I and I I please don't ever think that I would mean disrespect to JR, who I listen to his podcast every week. I I love him. I love listening to his stories. Um he is the voice of wrestling of a, a couple of eras. You know, yeah. honestly, I think his WCW work is not given the sort of uh, credit it's due. Well, because he's just smashed it in the Attitude Era. Right, because right, he was so big in the Attitude Era. And you guys already know that I – I mean, I know he wouldn't agree with me, but that I think he carried Lawler more than a lot of people uh give him credit for. And and I know I give Lawler a hard time. I think Lawler had his moments too. But I I think late in the Attitude Era, Lawler got to be very silly and it was like this like sort sort of silly sexist gimmick they had him yeah, doing that he
2: was probably upset that he can't do anymore but like right it doesn't work the world moved on
1: yeah, yeah. and and during that time JR kind of still was sticking with just being JR so he's a legend and he's amazing uh and he still can do a damn good job and call a good match but what he doesn't have in his repertoire right now is filling time is just literally i'm going to fill time i don't know what i'm doing next but we're on camera and while we figure it out let's talk about some of the other matches we have on this card. We have blah 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 blah. We have blah 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 blah. Exactly Can't which, do it.
2: which and um that was on display for the whole company too, not just the commentary team when Cody went down with that shot. Mm-hmm. And they had to take a couple of moments to call in the doctors. They didn't have a video package queued up. Oh my
1: oh my god, I have they to compl- didn't have- I forgot Greg. I'm sorry to cut you off. Yes, that's the part I was thinking about most. Oh, this is such a small thing. I wonder if anyone noticed it. You can email us, rosenbergbeats at gmail.com. com. Well, that's why us. they
2: pay us the big bucks. So I th- know. we see the things that they, everybody else see.
1: They can, you can, ta- you can tweet at or at Rosenberg Radio. Did you notice after the chair shot to Cody Rhodes? And if you didn't see it, basically Cody, Cody took a completely unprotected chair shot to the head and got busted open. It was um, advised. Yeah, it was, it was an aggressive, uh, old school, you know, rock Mick Foley chair shot. Um, after that happened, all three people on commentary kept saying he couldn't even get his hands up. <laughs> guys, <laughs> guys, when you get your hands up, it's because you're working. You're not supposed to talk openly about getting your hands up. Right. I, I don't even know what to say about it, how mad it got me. Like, I, I couldn't believe how stupid that was. They kept, It's like they were all of a sudden – they were speaking like you and I were speaking. Right. So if we were watching on TV and we go, oh, man, he didn't even get his hands up to block that. Well, you guys are presenting the product. He's not supposed to block it. He got blindsided by a chair shot. And every time they'd get away with it, it's like they had nothing else to say. They would just go back to him, and be like, couldn't even get his hands up. They they said it no less than eight times. It was insane, Greg. Did they mention CTE during that? Yes, multiple times. Now, that part though – Though it's a little risque, that's that's treating it like it's sports. Now, it didn't make sense. Eventually, JR got corrected because he said CTE a couple times. And then Excalibur – is that his name? With the mask, yeah. Yeah, it was Excalibur. Or the other guy said something about concussion protocol. That's what you'd be going through with, concussion protocol. CTE testing is something that would happen down the road to look back and see if you'd sustained it over time. You don't immediately see that someone got CTE from one collision. Right. You you put them through the concussion protocol, so they clean that up. But uh, you know what? I know everyone wants to hear from him anyway. Do you know? Do we know if Dipperstein? Wa- Dipperstein did watch Fighter. Dipperstein Fest. did watch. He, he seemed very passionate he loved about it. it. So let's see if he answers because he did seem really into Fighter Fest. Almost more than I expected because you know he has a tendency to complain. Yeah, just a bit. Which is good though. He's he needs that. That's balance. He's got a discerning eye. Oh, this is sad. I know he's not working today also. Well, maybe he'll call back during the show. But, yeah, so, great. that really – that period was the weakest part of the show. Mm-hmm. When when after the Cody match and they didn't know what was going to happen next and they kept showing the replay. and, I, You guys just got to get that part together by the time we get to they're, – they're trying out dudes from Twitch – Maybe I'm wrong. I don't want to speak out of school, but <laughs> I don't know anything about I this. Had no idea that, so. I had no idea who that, um, gentleman was and he did a feed fine, but guys, you're going to TNT, dude. All right. Hello. Hi. We're doing cheap heat, the podcast. Oh, I've seen that. I, I've listened to that podcast before. It's fantastic. A lot of people. Yeah, it's talk, great. Yeah. It's you're going you, to, this is, this is a good episode. You're going to enjoy it. People are loving. So real quick, I, I, I know you're on vacation. So I, I don't, I don't want to take up, I know you're on vacation to Jace. Um, I don't want to take up a lot of time. Mm-hmm. Uh huh uh-huh. I, <laughs> I see. I see. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Wait till you hear the, wait till you hear the audio on this week's podcast that we played of Morris. It's phenomenal. New audio. Uh-huh. New Morris. One day I'll meet this
3: man. I see. will
1: uh-huh. <laughs> be exciting. You should represent him. I would love to. Done and done. Okay, so we did not talk about this yet, so I have not heard your thoughts. Mm-hmm. How terrible was it at Fighter Fest? Why, are you on speakerphone? There's like an air going on. What's going yeah, on? But did, I'm, I'm, I'm in the best case scenario I can be at this moment to answer this phone call. Okay, all right. Well, then I, I, I will take it for what it is. Um, during Fighter Fest, how insane was it when they kept referring to the fact that Cody Rhodes couldn't get his hands up to block the chair shot? I know, I know I saw like, what what are you talking about? Uh,
0: what is that? It was crazy.
1: They're like, it "Well, it was crazy." They might as well have said, "Guys, obviously, you know wrestling's fake. You have to block it with your hands."
0: I was going cr- literally. I was seething. There was steam coming out of my ears. What <laughs> idiot said that.
1: Who was all of like, them? Jr. Yet yeah, Jr. said it multiple times. They all said it multiple times. Oh
0: my! I was like, I was like wily e. coyote with like steam coming out of my ears when they said that. I was. Dying in, in my kayfabe world that
1: I live in. He couldn't even was, get his hands up to block the he chair shot.
0: Hand, he, he couldn't even get his
1: hands up. I'll tell you why he couldn't get his uh, hands up. I am a, that, uh, <laughs> thank God
0: I, I went online the next day and searched for the gash. I wanted to see the gash. <laughs> it
2: did look
1: bad, though. <laughs> what a Dipperstein line that was. I wanted uh, to see the gash. It looked I Staples. I
0: was, I, was, I was loving the, the bloody staples.
1: How, did they give any updates to how bad the injury was? They just said he got he he ten. Fine
0: the next day, but the, the staples were repug. I don't know if
2: you saw the the color no staples, no concussion.
1: I'm going to look it up. All right, go back to your vacation address. I just wanted to see if that got you mad.
0: Oh, it was, I was furious. I was seething.
1: Confirmed. All right, wily coyote address. All right, thanks, Dip. Stay mage now. Bye bye. All right, I see. Stay mage now. I see. Uh huh. Oh my lord, I I had a hunch. All right, let's let's talk about some of the great things. Yeah. What did you enjoy most about fighter Fest? Well, what I
2: liked reflecting back. Um, on looking at the show was that I liked that I didn't like everything on the show because that said to me that they're trying to cater to multiple audiences instead of being what people thought they were going to be, which is just like this promotion that catered to one segment of wrestling fans. And that was it. So the fact that they had some things that I liked, but also had some things that I didn't like, but managed to get a show that everybody thought was, uh, was good to great tells me that not only are they catering to different people, but they're giving these people what they want. It's just not them trying and failing to put on a good show for different types of audiences.
1: Yeah, I think that's a good point, SGG. And I I think it's it's starting to turn into a real product with um, some... There's a feeling to it. It's starting to develop the feeling of an actual show. Um, Like I said, I mean... It's hard for me to go on about it on and on without the commentary getting completely right, but because I just think it's so understated, important. But I, I loved, um, I really enjoyed the Cody Darby Allen match. Um, I thought it was really entertaining.
2: I would have loved the finish more, but I, I know why they didn't.
1: Yeah, I, I think I. But here's the thing, I get why I I would actually been okay with Cody losing. Um this wasn't like a huge event for them. Right. And I think you could recover from that. But frankly, I didn't care about the finish as much. If I had to nitpick a complaint, I would say I wish Darby Allen got a little more offense in. Like, you don't just want to showcase that the guy can take crazy bumps. And the back bump <sighs> he took the puff and drop. If you have not watched Fighter Fest yet, Darby Allen, who's been killing it at Evolve and all over the indies, um recently had a match with Moxley a few weeks ago, took uh, yeah, did that coffin drop elbow off the top rope, where he basically drops a reverse elbow from the top rope to Cody Rhodes who's laying on the apron. So he jumps who was laying on the apron? Exactly. <laughs> so he jumps backwards off the top turnbuckle, lands on the side of the apron. Cody's moves out of the way. The hardest part of the ring. So he really does just land with his back basically halfway. It's like he landed, it's like on, he the landed side. on his
2: spine, like like if he was a book or something like that, he would have folded right in half.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's a great way of putting it. If it was a ba- a backwards book, the book would have just <laughs> broken open because he landed on his spine. It was a ridiculous bump of which I've never seen anything like it before. I
2: don't know if I want to see it again either, though. I want him to hit it next time.
1: I know it, it was, it was a lot. So if I was to complain, I'd say Darby Allen could have gotten a little bit more offense and not just shown how much he could bump. But entertaining match. Cody was really great. By the way, Cody looks so much better once he takes the belt off. I think so. The weightlifter belt makes him look so old. It makes him look like an old, older wrestler. I think that's what he's going for, though. Is that? I me too. But I, you'll have time to be there, dude. He's he's getting there every day. Now, yeah, every, don't, don't. What is Cody? Thirty six. I think so. Like you, you got time. The, you, most of your career, most of the career when he's popping is going to be older. Yeah. Because really, his run up till like thirty one, you know, he was kind of a mid card kind of guy. The his run on top is a big important guy. He's going to be older for it. So you got time to look old. I don't think he needs the the weightlifter belt. Now, by the way, want to tell you guys about something pretty cool happening at ESPN. WrestleMania is our biggest event on the calendar. We all know that, okay? However, how, what if I told you you had an opportunity to go to WrestleMania and Ooh. an incredible 2020 WrestleMania experience. The experience you get, you and a guest get two tickets to WrestleMania at Raymond James Stadium, Raymond James Stadium in Tampa, Florida, all right? Um Welcome to the what? You get access to a VIP pre-event reception with guest WWE superstars. You get a signed WWE championship title belt, merchandise swag bags, Two nights ho- hotel accommodations and airfare from WWE. All you have to do is go to vi- uh, ebay.com slash ESPN. ebay.com slash ESPN and bid on the ultimate WrestleMania experience. All the money goes to the V Foundation for Cancer Research. Research, I've talked too much today, I apologize. Go to ebay.com slash ESPN and bid on that WrestleMania experience. I wonder, worth, I wonder what it's at right now.
2: Worth it for the VIP pre-party alone.
1: Let me see. You've been to that, haven't you? Oh my
2: God. The, the one in Dallas, the food was
1: incredible. Just, just amazing. Just, just. You know, Greg, I'm going to remind you of this. When you're having one of your moments where you're, you know, where you're waxing poetic on how things should be different, I'm going to be like, you realize that as, as much as you may be ripped off, you live the life of a contest winner at. <laughs> it's true. Who goes? Who just gets to go to all the parties and mingle with everyone? You're like yo, this is BS, man. No WWE
2: throws the most amazing parties. So if you don't really want to go to WrestleMania, I don't know why you would feel that way. But if that's how you feel right now, and you just don't really care about the championship. Maybe you have too many replica belts. I'm telling you, bid to get in on that pre-party. So it's
1: two tickets. VIP reception, the t- title belt, swag bag, hotel, airfare. It's currently at twenty four seventy five, two thousand four hundred seventy five. So, so you could get you could get in cheap right now. So you got to be willing for what it's all said and done. This ends Tuesday, July sixteenth. It has twenty three bids. So it's probably going to end up being you know you got to be you got to have a little cash. You yeah. got to be sitting on some cash. There's no doubt about it. It's going to end up going for what five six grand. Probably if it's already at 2475. 20, it could go higher than that. I think though. it just went up. It literally just went up as I was looking it at it. could go higher than that. 2475. What did I say it started at? You said 2475. Okay, it, it, it's 23 bids. I thought it was just a 22 bids. But that's, that's a pretty dope experience. So anyways, go check that out. SGG. I'm telling you, that
2: party, I'm telling you.
1: No, the party, the food's lit. The shrimp, yeah. shrimp rolls. And then the like,
2: you just see random people run, I'm not gonna name names cause you know, I'm not a snitch. No, no, but, no, no you It's no. a who's who.
1: It's a, it is a very nice event. So, moving along SGG and Fighter Fest, you did not watch Moxley I did get to versus see that. Joey Janela. You've I got, seen it now. I got
2: to finish it. What did you think? I wasn't as into it as I thought, as I wanted to be. It was cool. Yeah. It was a little I, forced. It didn't have, what it what it was missing for me was a storyline, like, why are they do, like, why are they doing this? Why do they want to kill, just because, just to be the king of the death match? It, like, it,
1: it, that I completely agree with you. To see people going to such lengths with no reason.
2: Yeah, like. Is weird. A, a build, I think, would have served this match so much better. You
1: don't know say a build in wrestling.
2: People should have thinking about that. Yeah. But, um, but no, they didn't do that. And even like, okay, if you're not going to give it some type of storyline build, then put it somewhere else on the match. Make the Cody match close the show because at least not only did it, I know they had Kenny Omega do the running at the end, but
1: I feel like. Well, that's the second show they've ended like that, too. Yeah. So now, granted, I, it, this is supposed to be a response, and I get that because Moxley did it last time. So he's, you know, he's getting a receipt. I get it.
2: But that's why you changed the order of what goes on.
1: Yeah, because it just, exactly, because you could still have the receipt and not have it end the exact same way. Right. Um and you had to make it an unsanctioned match, but come on, there's a referee counting, right? Like to me, that that part's stupid. If I'm being, I know I'm being a little, and t- it's
2: not sanctioned. Why? Just because they want to go? Because they can't. Crazy! I'll tell you
1: right now, SGG, that can't be anywhere near this match. Savory <laughs> succotash. Um, what is the succotash line? I think suffering succotash.
2: I think suffering succotash. I think so.
1: Or, did I say savoring? I think <laughs> I'm gonna look that up. You think it's suffering <laughs> succotash?
2: I think so. Don't quote me on it.
1: Sounds racist. I'm just kidding. Suffering suck attack? I think so. Yeah, I think you're right.
2: right well, boom. Boom.
1: It's, it, it comes up.
2: And I know we're talking about positives, but another thing that I did not like. Yeah? No black people on the main show.
1: No black people on the main show? Yes. I didn't like that. The kickoff show had... Um, they had, had uh, Scorpio
2: Sky, right?
1: SEO and they
2: had private party.
1: Yeah, private party. Got it.
2: But I mean, who watches pre shows, man?
1: Good point. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot, SG. So I guess you never watched my pre show. I watched your pre shows. Oh thank you. No, that's a fair that's a fair criticism. That's a fair criticism. You're supposed to be doing things in a new progressive way. That's right. part of the whole thing. But so Nyla uh,
2: Rose was on and she killed it in yep. the women's match. That was actually um probably one of my favorite matches too.
1: I did not see the Rose match. She she killed it. Yeah, I gotta go back and watch. The three around. of
2: them killed it, but like she, because she was the like bigger and like more dominant and played like that role of just powerhouse, I feel like she knocked
1: it out the park. So, by the way, we spent the first 30 minutes of the show talking about Morris and Fighter Fest.
2: And the people should be absolutely happy with that. They, they have no reason to complain. Now. It's, but
1: it's interesting. It's just interesting when you think about the impact that it's starting to make. Um, I mean, think about over the last several years, the most time we ever spent on a non-WWE product. New Japan, Ring of Honor, Impact, Evolve, anything. So that is a very good sign if you're just using the cheap heat barometer. But again, it's welcome, you know.
3: Welcome to the what?
1: Right. It's.
3: Welcome to the
2: shoot, Arrow Baby.
1: Thank you, Morris. So, SGG, we should move into WWE because there's much to talk
2: about. Yeah. Speaking of new eras, um,
1: Monday Night Raw, the Heyman era. Yeah. So it, it sounds like it's a it's he, he didn't completely run the show the way he will be running the show, but Paul Heyman did have heavy influence on this show, and out of the gate, the first moment you knew. Paul Heyman was in control. To me it was when Corey Graves yelled, holy ish. Yeah. So, which, which by the way was completely effective. I mean, you did a huge double take, didn't you?
2: I did. I was like, cause I was already like my jaw to the floor a little bit with, uh, when he went through the screen and then like all the pyro explosions, whatever so, you want to
1: call it. So if you didn't see, of course, Lashley, um, and Strowman. And Strowman were going after each other pretty hard in like a – was it Falls Count Anywhere? Falls Count Anywhere, yep. And uh, Lashley got tackled by Strowman. Yes. Through the electronic board and it just was loud and chaotic and explosions. And the <laughs> the spark- lights went out. The sparklers were stupid. The ones <laughs> no. that literally just looked like straight up mini fireworks like, come on, why are sparklers going off? And graves responded by yelling holy s-word and, and just, that
2: camera angle too when they
1: were stretching them out that was phenomenal who who's that if that's Haman they, they had this angle that they showed backstage I've, I've never never seen, seen, it. seen before they've never. never shown it never have you ever seen that angle
2: I don't even know where the camera was to get that angle like you try to picture where where it's coming from like I have no idea and it's
1: interesting that area that they show is like an area that I only know because like sometimes to get out to the floor from backstage, I like, you walk through wires and back where all that crap is. But it's like a really, it was cool, man. It was a, it was a really great start to Raw. Now I liked when they came back and Cole was talking in the very muted tones while they were like, uh, showing the ambulances getting loaded. <laughs> yeah. And he was taking it really serious. Then I thought they went a little too far with it. They, they did, again, this is nitpicking because I did enjoy it a lot, but they did the one thing that they have a tendency to do a lot, which is that something cool happens and they milk it to you almost don't care anymore. It's like, okay, all right. All oh, the see. constant replays. I see. Uh huh. That's how you feel after you've seen it 50 times. You know, it's like, all right. I see. Uh huh. I get it. Not me, though, man. It was cool. Like You were into it the whole time. You yeah, seeing Bobby
2: actually get run through that. What
1: about the next day on SmackDown when they treated it the same way again? Yeah, T- I mean,
2: that part was a little bit unnecessary. Just because it's SmackDown. You want to see them do their own thing.
1: Like, you want this brand you know, split stop. to be real. No, you don't. It's over. If you still want that, I got news for you. Um
2: Oh, I'm sorry.
1: Don't. You, I'm sorry. It's over.
2: I'm holding out hope because they have two new... There's no brand split. Uh, they have two new executive directors. SmackDown's going to Fox. I'm holding out hope that... uh well, maybe it'll change. This is the last little little bit of them uh, doing a wild card or whatever they have, whatever the hell it is, for a while. But um,
1: We'll see if, if when Bischoff really takes over, which isn't supposed to be for a couple of weeks.
2: July 11th, I think, is the date that he gave. So, what's that next week?
1: Oh, I'm sorry. No, well, uh, no. What? July 11th. But then he might like start – No, because like, the, the July 4, July 9th is SmackDown.
2: No, but he might go in on the 11th and then start the next Tuesday. So like he'll go in and then see what they have for that following Tuesday.
1: I guess. Maybe that's what he meant or he just got his calendar wrong. But I think July 7th is Sunday. Yeah.
2: Either way, he wasn't in charge uh, this Tuesday.
1: No. Um. But Paul Heyman, what else? On this episode, I know you were probably happy, Street Profits. Oh yeah, they probably found the way to the black power rankings. If I was to guess, of course. I mean, were you, not going
2: to spoil it, but uh, I mean, of course.
1: Were you offended by my joke when I said Crime Time is killing it right now? I
2: was, I was not, because I knew you were joking.
1: But they had a moment where they, there was a little bit of the way, um, and I, I, I've watched Street Profits work a bunch of times. Right. I have not watched a million Street Profits promos, though. That's for sure. So were they? They were better than Crime Time for sure. But there was a little bit of, um there's a a little bit of the way they produced their back and forth that was just Crime Time adjacent Jace, and I'm just apt to make fun of Crime Time whenever I get the <laughs> right. opportunity.
2: Well, but there were people on social media who were like seriously, like I saw one dude like upset, like oh this is too Crime Time for me, and then like, oh like, people they, were
1: taking people were, like angry about it.
2: Yeah, and I'm just like, no, then they 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 are so different from their presentation. To everything like crime time, they were stick up kids like they would rob anybody. Yes. Street profits. I see them more as like.
1: No, they're not. They're not supposed to be. They're not really. Here's the thing. Street profits are not a racist depiction. No. But crime time was 100 percent. And it gives you vibes of crime time. Because historically, the nuance of handling anything black in WWE has been non-existent. Right, because you don't trust it. You don't trust it. So, by the way, honestly, mine was a lot more basic than that. My thought was, not Montez Ford. Who's the other guy again? (laughs)
2: Dawkins, Angelo Dawkins.
1: Angelo Dawkins has a little bit of Shad Gaspard in him. Just a little bit. He's bigger. Montez is way bigger than JTG though, so it doesn't really work. But honestly, I just, literally when he was just standing there, I was just like, you haven't seen two black dudes standing there. One, one really big dude. It's, it's literally been that long since there's been a black tag team. Yeah, New Day, but like. New Day's New Day though. They're wearing the bright, you know what I'm saying? And they are good, and they are going with street something. You know, New Day literally wears like, performance costumes. Right. So, you know, it, it gives you vibes of it because you don't get a lot of it. But I don't but think – But crime
2: time – I mean not crime character-wise, time. Character-wise,
1: they're nothing like crime time. Yeah, street
2: time. profits to me are more like MVP.
1: Yes. They're closer to MVP but modernized with the way kids are today. I don't right. know if they need the red cup. They, I feel like – this is what
2: I get from them, right? They're like a little bit of MVP with a little bit of legitimate athlete because one of them is wearing like the football tights and the other one wearing basketball shorts mm-hmm. with the headbands and all. Frat boys.
1: Black frat? Yeah. So a, a mix of MVP, black frat with a little bit of street yeah. flair. Um, I'll tell you what, Couldn't though.
2: be further from Crime Time.
1: No, that's it's nothing like Crime Time. It's just, about, honestly, Crime Time left such a bad taste in your mouth, even though you liked them.
2: I did. I, I loved them. And it's just like, that just is also a sign of the
1: times because it's like- You were des- We're so desperate. This is what we got. It's what we got. And- Remember when Shad, Shad had a moment? They had a, their breakup was interesting. Mm-hmm. They had an interesting moment or two,
2: and they both moved away from like the street gear. And it was just like, at that point, I think most people, myself included, was like, well, "What the hell is this?" But remember, <laughs> like, remember
1: how bad it was when JTG would like hold his mouth open, yeah, was, with the grill, with the grill. It was bad. And he, the
2: blinged out shades and like, the name the belts.
1: It was terrible, and they were just literally stealing. I mean, come on, guys, we love Eddie Guerrero. It was lie, cheat, steal. I mean, it couldn't be more. I don't even. It, that depiction is almost so racist. I. It's not even a stereotype that exists. It's like one that was made up. The, the lie, cheat, steal. Yeah, Eddie Guerrero was
2: like a, a Latino Ric Flair, but I don't think people had the the nuance at the time to get that because like
1: l- Ric Flair didn't. In, they didn't include l- lying and stealing, <laughs> right. cheating. Ric Flair stole your girl, though. He was Mister Steal Your Girl.
2: Yeah. So God,
1: I was watching Ric Flair. Um, I was watching Ric Flair's promo in November 98 when he came back. Oh, the one where he
2: like stripped and elbow dropped his clothes? He
1: didn't strip in this one. No, no, this is when he came back and had been gone for six months and the force and the horsemen reunited. And he comes back. Arn Anderson cuts the promo and Arn Anderson introduces Benoit Malenko. And Mongo McMichael. And then Arn does the best thing. It's so dope. No one does this. He goes, Oh, I, I, I forgot. I can't believe I forgot. I can't, I can that's what we call a flub. I can't believe I forgot. I forgot one other person. Rip Flair! And just yelled, <laughs> instead of going like slow build, the wheel and deal kiss stealing. He just goes, just, I forgot Rip Flair. She just dropped it on you. you Greg, you got to go back and watch it tonight. Rick Flair's ovation when he comes out there. Where were they? Were they in like Greensboro somewhere? They were in Greenville, South Carolina. Oh my God. And this is Bischoff had been burying Flair forever, just screwing with him and not wanting him on TV and all this stuff. And when Flair finally comes back, he's so over. Mm-hmm. At a time when everything's starting to unravel, and NWO is getting stale. Goldberg is starting to get misused. Things are starting to come apart for Bischoff. And Flair, man, just comes out, cuts a promo, screaming at the top of his lungs at Bischoff. It is so good. It's so interesting at that time. Um, And as you can see, I'm further along now. I'm like two-thirds of the way done with Death of WCW. Yeah. So I'm further along up to 98, right? And it's interesting to see all the bad stuff they started to do. And still within that, though, once you get hot, the company was still hot, mm-hmm. even though it was getting trash.
2: Because they had the pieces, too, to, to make some different moves, man. They they still
1: had Flair, who was super over. but And they are making one bad decision after another, one bad pay-per-view after another. Mm-hmm. And yet, because you still have those people – Like you said, and because you were just so hot at the time and people were so into the product. You know, Hogan at that point was hit or miss. In 98, he's getting to the point where like sometimes his promos are overdone and stupid and sometimes they're still heelish and good. He's like, it just depends. And listen, I know Hogan did it to himself by his own creative control and making terrible decisions. But then also like he's supposed to be working with Ultimate Warrior again. How much you think you were getting from Ultimate Warrior at that <laughs> yeah. point after years gone? Which he should have known. So anyways, go watch that Flair promo. It is fantastic. Greg, there's one other thing outside the ring we didn't talk about. How soft was the ending of the Seth Rollins-Will Ospreay feud? Oh, the apology? The apology and acceptance. God, I will tell you what, that is not shoot era.
3: Welcome to the shoot, arrow baby.
1: It's the makeup era. And by the way, in real life, I'm all for that. Can you just work yeah, us? Yeah, I don't guys? want to see that. Can yeah. you just work us? Guys, be pro wrestlers. Say you hate each other and if you see each other, you're gonna make you're gonna kill the other person with your bare hands. And then send them a DM behind the scenes and be like, we're just working, right, bro? Right, exactly.
2: That's all that's all it takes. Come on. That's all fam. it takes. Apologies. That's I accept. And come on, like like Seth, man, you waving that WWE flag. We depended on you. Because you made a statement, you didn't direct it at anybody. Will opened his mouth, and then you had to hit him with the nosy people get it too. He should be apologizing to you for pulling you out of character. But you end up being the one apologizing.
1: <sighs> Absurd. Yo, know, I just want to say, man, Seth, you are a good guy. Seth wrote, after a few days to sit on it, I'd like to apologize to Will Ospreay for the tweet I sent his way about comparing bank accounts. It was dumb of me and not in line with my values. The moment I pressed the send button, I knew it was trash. But I'm too stubborn for my own good. Listen, I don't want to see that growth after three. Put it in the book, Seth. Put it in the tell-all. Twenty years from now, tell him. I'm telling privately tomorrow. Yeah, come on. But but keep working. It's listen. Morally, I respect the hell out of it. From an entertainment wrestling standpoint, that tweet was everything that's wrong with the product. Exactly. That we was trash, bro. We don't come here
2: for morality. We come here for the violence and and the and the cutthroat promos directed towards your enemies.
1: Listen, do you, think, do you think the reason we were willing to accept that we still loved crime time in spite of how offended we were by it was because we come to wrestling for moral value? No. We're there for the good-ish. So we're willing to sw- take some things that may be a little bit out of line because guess what? We love the product and we want to see the gamesmanship and the and the and the rivalry. To for you guys to go back and forth like that, you went from you went from Osprey lost to then Seth apologized and Seth lost. Yep. To then Osprey accepted it and you both lost. Yep. Trash. Absolute embarrassment. That is a disgrace. God, Dipperstein is rolling over in his in his WWE nineteen eighty eight sheets right now. That is a disgrace. You and disgraced yourselves, you
2: disgraced both companies and, and you spit in the face of all your fans.
1: And for the record, morally, awesome. Truly. I'm not just saying that to be we respect a jerk. You as people. No, no, I literally truly respect Seth in real life and for and why that bothered him, the fact that that bothered him, that's great. However, but as performers, you, you're in a business where people went to towns, okay? I have new I have news for you. JBL was working shows in, like, Santa Fe, New Mexico, in front of all Mexican-American crowds that physically wanted to kill him because he was saying vile, racist things about Mexicans. He was not a racist. He was best friends with Eddie Guerrero. Who who didn't get a public apology, by the way. he didn't go, you know, I can't believe what I said out there in front of everyone. You gotta roll with it, bro. I liked it that you healed off a little bit, man. Especially because on TV... They have, we're watching Seth and Becky do this little middle school relationship on television. It doesn't have, they ju- you know what, you know what it is, Greg? Let me know. I said it in the group chat, Seth and Becky, this is not any judgment on their real life relationship, cause guess what? I don't know their real life relationship. They could, they could be doing great. Hope they are. On television, they're Jon Snow and Danny. There's no chemistry. You have the two big, st- it's literally the same thing. It is. Jon Snow and Danny were hyped up for years. Oh, they're finally together. But guess what? There was no magic on camera.
2: And what makes, what makes that such a perfect comparison is that, um,
1: you know, King and Queen. But also left in the hands of the writers, just falls apart. Yeah, maybe they could, maybe you guys could have it if you had your own. If you were allowed to kiss at the pay per view and not have to sit there hugging like Jet Lee Li and Ali at the end of Romeo Must Die. <laughs> but, yeah. I really hope Dipperstein didn't even see that Seth Rollins apology. I, I'm worried. About I don't think
2: him. he did. I, don't, I, I mean, he knows now. We got to go back and right, drop call, a spoiler. Let's, let's call him again.
1: But it, it was abysmal, though. You're right. It was really. It's it's worrisome.
2: Not a, not a thing that should have happened.
1: Not in public. Let's try him again.
2: He's gonna run back to that that room. Yeah. Whatever.
1: <laughs> The closet. Somewhere. I don't know what. Clo- I don't know. Who- I don't even know who he's with. <laughs> Family, I believe. Well, this is sad. How long did it take to call back again? I give him like
2: a minute and a half. Okay, ninety seconds tops.
1: Midge. With a tear in my eye, this is the greatest moment in my life. So the cr- the club reunites. Yes. We got through all the weird hot Asian wife jokes and in the end, AJ Styles beats the hell out of Ricochet after Ricochet got the win and how did you feel about the club reuniting? I was cool with it.
2: I was cool with it too and um, Linda said this in the group chat and he's right. It was uh, the twist that everybody saw coming and it was still uh, somehow effective and engaging and um, I'm intrigued now to see where they go with this. I would like to to see maybe Finn join in on this, and have the four of them run roughshod over one show or both shows.
1: I don't. Know. I, I thought the exact same thing. Perfect time to start making the club. Mm-hmm. A th- let it play out the way it was, the way Bullet Club was playing out yeah. all over the world. I would, I would have them have
2: Finn jump in around SummerSlam. Let them spend all fall just running roughshod over whichever show they're on, and then bring up Undisputed Era. So it's a and let them battle it out.
1: Hold on. We'll finish this conversation about the club. Dipperstein's back. Dip? Hey, how you doing? <laughs> Wanted to ask you about something else. Uh-huh. I see. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Did you, did you see the repugnant exchange between Seth Rollins and Willow Spray on Twitter, how it ended? No. Ooh, I'm sorry. You called me about the wrong thing. All uh, right. I, you know, I was about to look at that yesterday and I... Do you want me to tell you how it ended? Yeah, sure. sure, sure, sure. Are you ready? Are you okay? You sitting down? (laughs) Uh huh. You're sitting down. Um, I'm actually standing up, but I can pretend. No, can you definitely know something? Definitely,
2: at least know something.
1: There's only one, Greg. You don't need to do. Can you go in the bathroom and lean on the toilet with the seat open already, so you can vomit? (laughs) Uh, uh, I know he apologized. Yes. (laughs) So he apologized, and then Will Ospreay accepted his apology and talked about how much he's always admired him. Uh, by the way, and so we were just making the point of the podcast, why couldn't they have done that behind the scenes and publicly let the feud rage on? I
0: know, it makes me sick. It makes me sick. <laughs> I'm sick to my stomach, even thinking about it. All
1: but right. I, tell
0: you that, I want to tell you that, just going back, I mean, Fighter Fest, I got to tell you, I watched it uh, on, my, on my laptop. Um, it was incredible. I mean, let's face facts. I mean, the show was unbelievably entertaining. Watching a pool of blood underneath of Cody
1: Rhodes's head is really <laughs> the, the stuff of dreams. It the was. It was very. I thought it was very entertaining. Um, I loved. I loved the Darby Allen match with Cody. Mm, did you though? I, was I, it enough. I I, I. I literally. I looked at my watch fifteen minutes in and said nothing has really happened at this match. Well then, what did you, then? What did you really love? If you didn't love that match. Mm, I love the Street Fighter gimmick. Loved. what pop. that was that was the corniest thing for that. but dipper scene loves early 90s wcw also so there are some things in there that you're gonna i mean
0: i i love i mean i just love seeing hardcore wrestling you know not not that even the last match was that
1: hardcore and you know how i feel about john moxley but i just felt like the the
0: I felt like the last match was something I hadn't seen in ages. Like I, I just—it was entertaining. It was just entertainment. No, I,
1: I agree. I, I enjoyed the I'm show.
0: Watching Raw, I'm watching Raw. And I'm like, you know, here's some matches of moves that we've seen and things that we see every week that are not unique. And then you watch Fighter Fest, and you're like, oh my god! Like, finally, people are hurting each other. I mean, that back bump, <laughs> the Darby Allen back
1: bump. I mean, you're seeing. We don't see people get seeing, run through a screen you know? every week. It's no. refreshing. Yeah, you know, what I I I agree. I thought it was refreshing, but I think you're giving a hard time to Raw this week, which was one of the best Raw's in months. I would say it was one of the great Raw's. It was one of the great Raw's. This was a, mu- I mean, you from the you had to be surprised by the the Strowman Lashley. The the Greg and I were talking on the podcast. The shot that they used backstage to show when they were like trying to load Lashley yeah. and Strowman onto the stretchers was amazing. It was amazing. It was amazing. And you know, of course, I. I thought it was real. Oh, yeah, I know. Oh, my God. Dipperstein texts the group. Wait, is this a work? What's happening? Is this a work? I thought that maybe, you know, because
0: they, they took down the entire stage, the lights, everything. I mean, I, I thought maybe it. You thought it was real sparklers
1: going off? I
0: did. I did. I thought. I thought. I, I
1: hoped. I wished. <laughs> oh, God. All right. I'll, we'll, I'll call you later. All right. God I, bless. I see. Uh, uh-huh. There he is. Oh, man. One more time, you get him twice. I see, uh huh. But you see what Dip did though? Mm-hmm. And that's, that's what's happening
2: all across. Oh the, no, here, it's here that, we go, here comes that.
1: More, more besmirching of AEW. A,
2: a phenomenal, a phenomenal Raw gets undersold because it's Raw.
1: No, it was a great Raw. And we should have led with that. It was the best Raw in months.
2: And, and then like a decent AEW pay-per-view. It was the better of the two that I saw, if you want to count all in as a... You you didn't see Double or Nothing yet either? I did not.
1: Wow, you really are a hater. Hey, real quick, we'll get back to SGG and and his hatred and besmirching in one moment. But right now, I have a solution for your business. It's called NetSuite by Oracle, a business management software that handles every aspect of your business in an easy-to-use cloud platform, giving you the visibility and control you need to grow. With NetSuite, you save time, money, Unneeded headaches, all by managing sales, finance, and accounting, uh, orders, and HR all instantly right from your desktop or phone. So that's why NetSuite is the world's number one cloud business system. And right now, NetSuite's offering you a valuable, incredible insight um, and a free guide. Seven key strategies to grow your profile at netsuite.com slash heat. NetSuite.com slash heat. If you have your own business, you're going to want to check this out. NetSuite.com slash heat. Download your free guide, Seven Key Strategies to Grow Your Profits. Okay? NetSuite.com slash heat. Also want to thank our friends at Vivid Seats. Um, If you're trying to get tickets to anything and you're tired of waiting online or getting bootleg tickets that turn out to not be real, don't do that. Go to the official ticketing partner of ESPN, Vivid Seats. You can get tickets to anything you're looking for. Head over to Vivid Seats, the largest independent ticket marketplace around. Spend less time in the waiting room and more time in the great seats of your choice. Don't buy just any seat. Get a Vivid Seat. So, SGG, I hear what you're saying.
2: Yeah. One of the all-time great Raws. Not gets, all time.
1: You can't, We all need to calm down. It's undersold. It was very good. It was one of the best of the last year.
2: Ye- easily. Easily one of the best of the last year. Um, definitely one we're gonna revisit again though. I mean, like you could think of raws that you wanna go back and watch, and this is gonna be on that list of those draws. Like, um, I think about the after WrestleMania one where Brock went on a rampage, that's up there.
1: I'm trying to I wanna I wanna pull up the results to remind myself of the rest of the show.
2: Mike and Maria Kanellis. That was weird. That was so
1: weird. What was that?
2: I don't know. I don't know. Why think, all
1: of a sudden did they act like we've been watching the Canelluses for months? I think it was they went with
2: like uh, they went with the. I mean, listen. Foley did tell us that the third hour was going to get a little different, a little edgy, and I think, okay, he did that in HaHa Twenty ha Four Seven Championship, so they dominated the third hour raw. But now I see, I see what he meant by that now, because this was uh I think if it was still PG, it was as close to the line as they could get without crossing it into something else.
1: Um, Undertaker came out, um, and talked ish to Shane, Andrew McIntyre, Lacey Evans versus Natalya. Lacey, Co- I'll, I'll tell you one thing I did not like for this week. I did not like Lacey and Baron Corbin's promo, where both of them spent so much time talking about how great their opponents were. I don't know if you noticed that. Yeah. I, Baron I Corbin mean- was like, um, Just showing so much love for Seth Rollins. You know, he beat Brock Lesnar and she goes, well, you know, Becky beat Ronda Rousey Rousey and and Rosal Mania. Why would you spend all your – that doesn't make sense, guys. And also we know that happened. How do we
2: know? Because Seth and Becky don't shut up about that either.
1: Yeah, exactly. We don't need you to tell us. Let them tell us. They call him the Beast Slayer. His name is about that. It's a great point, SGG. Ms. Elias Okay. Then you get to the weird canellus thing, which was, if nothing else, noticeable and and strange. You get the Alexa Bliss loss to Carmella.
2: Let me, let's rewind back to the canellus thing. Okay. Do you think that she implied that he is not the father of the baby?
1: Well, that would be an interesting storyline to open up. Otherwise, it was just a – He asks her how does she get pregnant. Like
2: wouldn't you have had to be there?
1: Right. Why, you mean why would you emphasize how? Yeah. When a husband impregnated a wife, how doesn't make sense. Right. I can't believe you didn't tell me. Right. Or already again. <laughs> right. But how implies like we haven't had sex, right, or something to that degree. Right. Hmm, that would be interesting. So then who do you think the father is if
2: they go down that road? Becky Lynch. The man. Yeah, that's true. She did. She did throw it out there.
1: I don't know. Considering they popped up out of
2: nowhere. Well, they had been on 205 Live, but I don't, I don't think they were going anywhere. I don't think, I think this is all new. What we saw on Monday was all new.
1: Maria's role is so weird in general though, because it's literally like, she pops on screen and it's almost like Candace Michelle should just walk on screen for five minutes. Like, you know what I mean? She's from a different era, but she's been with the company now again for like two years, Mm -hmm. but she's never really on Raw.
2: I think it's been, yeah, it has been two years. Flew by.
1: Yeah, she came back a little bit after I started there.
2: Yeah, because what didn't they come back at? Was it Great Balls of
1: Fire? it might have been that. I remember when they came back though, and then she was pregnant almost right. You know, shortly <laughs> yeah. thereafter. So it's been a weird um, evolution for them being back in WWE. Um, but they resigned, I did though, I did so we'll I did think it them. was yeah they did resign. I did think it was funny when she said, How about me and my bitch take on you and yours <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that that promo with Becky and Seth was rough, I thought. Um You can't just you you might be a great couple and have a lot of fun in real life. That doesn't mean you can just turn it on and all of a sudden and have great chemistry together on camera.
2: And that's the thing too, it, it might be that WWE is telling them is giving them direction that sort of turns it off.
1: Never know. So really that's a that's a really fair point hope GG
3: oh I'm black you and I'm black you and I'm blacker than black and I'm black you and I'm black you and I'm black you and I'm black and and I'm black you I'm blue and black blacker black black I'm blacker and black yo because I'm black and I'm black and I'm black and I'm black you and I'm blacker to black and I'm black you and I'm black you and I'm black and I'm to black and I'm
1: sure what do you got us,
2: In at number three, Street Profits, your current NXT Tag Team Champions, showed up on Raw and put the tag team division on Raw on notice that, you know what, they're here. And um, they didn't get in the mix in any action on Monday, but that's fine by me because you going to make the people wait. And then when they finally get in the mix, I want them to get more gold. So coming in at number three with hopes for more, Street profits, in the number two, I got to go with Bobby Lashley on mm-hmm. um, that opener to Raw. Even awesome. though he, even though he was the victim, uh, he was on the short end of it the whole the whole brawl. I still had never seen anything like that before, and it was refreshing. And um, they both got to get their due for that, just for even being willing to do something like that, and then executing it so flawlessly, Braun Strowman, But definitely Bobby Lashley um, coming in number two. And in the number one is uh, Kofi by himself for his confrontation with uh, Samoa Joe that we didn't get to talk about this week because we spent so much time on AEW. But uh, yeah, he finally showed an edge that I think people were waiting to see, and it, it's it was nice to see that he didn't get punked out by Joe yet again. Um, he turned it on. He turned up. He showed why he's the champion.
1: There you go. He
2: left Joe laying in the ring.
1: He did. Um, that was a, that, that. promo was pretty good. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I thought Joe did a nice job. Kofi was good too. Um, oh, my God. And we may get our chance soon at the New Day getting the tag team titles.
2: Yeah, they, they have their sights. Big E and Xavier have their sights set on Daniel Bryan and uh, Rowan. Now, they have to go through heavier machinery as well to do it. That match has become a triple threat. Welcome but, um, to the shoot, Arrow Baby. They've been in that position before.
1: Yeah, no, this would be very cool. You guys know how I feel. I would love to have the titles on the new day. M-m-m-m-m-m-m-mail. Neek wrote us and said, first and foremost, shout out Stack Guy Greg. Shout out Stack Guy Greg. No need to kiss your ear because we all know you are the majesty. Loving the shoot arrow. Insert welcome to the shoot arrow. Okay.
3: Welcome to the shoot arrow, baby. Welcome to the what?
1: Uh He says, so let me shoot. I hear other wrestling podcasts taking subliminal jabs, but let this be clear. Cheap heat is the tree from which all wrestling podcasts come from. Thanks for putting me up on the Viceland series. The wrestler just got through the first episode, and it's awesome. P.S. Where the hell are the brown power rankings, and I miss Laura Stiles' rap, raspy voice. Bring her back on. <laughs> I'm out. Oh, my goodness. You're hurting me. Dominic. Um, uh, do, uh, have you heard that other podcast? are talking trash.
2: Not, I have not, but I mean, <laughs> the safest place for them to say what they got to say is behind our back at a distance.
1: You know what I'm saying? It's so grateful. I don't. I don't even know if that's true. I mean, I'm not saying I doubt this man, but I don't see why anyone would be taking shots right now.
2: You know, people throw rocks at the throne all the time, but the the problem with that is that they don't always reach. You know, number one, baby.
1: Wow, sounded like Morris right now. If I get you and Morris together, can you imagine
2: I, I can't wait
1: I can't wait um
2: you're hurting
3: me,
1: yeah, and then someone else wrote r d r n d m rabbit wrote random thought um ma ma mail i I noticed now that the shooter is in full effect. And I noticed that some others are having to keep up putting out breaking news episodes. I'm not mad. Just wanted to say you must be doing something right. Listen, we're not the first people to invent doing breaking news episodes. But I appreciate that. Yeah, you're right. Everyone's jocking our style. Well, listen, we
2: went on a three-peat last week. <laughs> if, if it's not our fault, if the is not keeping up, I
1: mean. Greg, wow, Greg's out here shooting himself. Hold on. Um, Sean writes us. m m m m m m Um, welcome to the shoot arrow, baby. And he wants the repug arrow sound effect. What's up, fellas? First time. Long time. I watched A.W.'s Fighter Fest. It was good, full of action, and most matches seemed to move a story along or create a new one, except Joey Janela and John Moxley. Hot take incoming. The match was unnecessary. Well, I got to stop you here because I think me, Greg, and Dipperstein kind of all felt like that match lacked. At least me and you did. Yeah. Dipper just said he didn't think it was that hardcore. He did say he loved hardcore wrestling in that. But then he said- AEW Fighter Fest was phenomenal. He he, he loved Fighter Fest. But a lot, I'm telling you, some of those things are gonna be taste. like they're cheesy things, like gimmicks that they will do there, that I will see and think are a pug, that Dipperstein who l- loved cheesy early 90s WCW gimmicks that yeah. we look at and go, that was terrible, I think he'll like. Like the Street Fighter thing when they did the triple Hadouken fireball,
2: I thought that was gar- garbage. Garbageo. Like they didn't even at least make contact with your hands or something. Like you just pushed air at them and everybody just flopped around. Like, but yeah, the crowd popped for it. They they knew.
1: Sean, by the way, is a fellow Terp. Thank you for writing, bud. Um, and he makes a good point though. He said, "Here's the real hot take: John Moxley wasn't any more exciting than Dean Ambrose, and I personally couldn't stand the Ambrose character." Why aren't the A.W. Marks complaining about the lack of story or about how Moxley still can't throw believable strikes or that his character really isn't that different? Sorry for the long email. Can't wait to hear what you think. Listen, it's a fair point, and I'll tell you what. For all the hype there's been over Moxley, was that the best way to use him? A random, extreme, unsanctioned match, whatever it was called, where there's no story or buildup? And, I mean, obviously what you want to get to is the Kenny Omega thing, Right. So they should have just put him in a regular match and save or,
2: that or, for the Kenny Omega thing.
1: Or Fighter Fest was free on BR Live anyway. It's sold out no matter what. Just have him come cut a promo. He doesn't have to have a match yet. Well, Fighter Fest wasn't exactly sold out. Oh, was it wasn't. No. I'm sorry, SU, did you Did take us through it. How did it do? I mean,
2: I don't. It I don't was have a, numbers, but there's a lot of pictures floating around on social media of like sections tarped off, and I'm one can assume that they either either those tickets weren't made available. Which then you can consider to sell out or they didn't sell them and decided to just tarp it up and shoot around that.
1: It said – four days ago, it said Fighter Fest very likely to sell out. Then it says here, secondary market trying to unload Fighter Fest tickets. Hmm. That's interesting.
2: I mean their um their next event isn't sold out either too. They have a ton of tickets left on Ticketmaster, so I don't know if that's concerning at all. But um,
1: interesting, very very interesting. Um, yeah, I'm just curious about the tickets for that because I assume that all these early events have – although listen, Fighter Fest is the most low key of the events they have. Is the next one sold out? No. What's the one in Philly called? Fall For the Fallen?
2: <laughs> that Fight, Fight for the Fallen? Fight for the Fallen is in Florida. Oh, so it's competing the... with the Philly shows.
1: Oh, sorry. Uh, that's well, right. It's yeah. in Florida competing against Evolve, which is in Philly.
2: But yeah, Fight for the Fallen is not sold out. Either. Why are
1: they in Florida twice in two weeks? In three weeks?
2: I mean, their owners are based out of Jacksonville, so you have to think that that's going to be home base for a little while. I don't mind it. I mean, NXT didn't leave Florida for never what was it like four years? I mean they still do their tapings out of there, but like even the the takeovers were there for a long time before they they came to Brooklyn and started branching out.
1: Uh Brandy Rhodes versus Alley, Kenny Omega versus Sima, Cody and Dustin versus the Bucks, Adam Hangman Page against Kip Sabian, Darby Allen, Jimmy Havoc and Joey Janello versus MJF, Sammy Guevara and Sean Spears. I like when uh, JR calls hangman page hangman. Yeah, I like that too. Hangman Page. My God. That's Hangman. Um Alright, SG, I feel like we've done it all. We got a lot of nice emails this week. Shout out to everyone who writes us so many thoughtful messages. Um This guy sent me a picture of when they played Kiss, Mary, or Repug on Ride Along. <laughs> yeah. Yo, the what gimmick the-
2: infringement on that is crazy.
1: I know. Um Then Jeremy T. sent a picture of him and his baby with him wearing the Cheap Heat shirt. Let's read this one. This is nice. Want to end it with a something nice? Yeah, let's do it. Hold on. Let me get the emotional music from the K show. If I'm going to do it right, I'm going to do it this way. This is how we'll close this week. I hope everyone enjoys their holiday. Bros, this is lengthy and you don't have to read it on air. But I want to let you know how cheap heat helped me in the most important time of my life. I'm sure many other peckerhead marks have similar type stories. I'm writing this email on minimal rest as my wife and I just welcomed our daughter, the future WWE or AEW Women's Champion, into the world. We Went to the hospital on Thursday night and I was anxious as could be. My baby was a week past due and the doc wanted to induce labor. Um... To make the situation more difficult was that the hospital was packed with many birthing moms, so resources such as beds and any place comfortable for anyone other than the patient to rest was nearly non-existent. I eventually found a cot that was so uncomfortable, I don't even think Bubba Ray could have power bombed someone through it. So when my wife tried to rest, I laid on that godforsaken thing. And as I did my best to pass the time, I found that I was blessed with not one, not two, but three mage podcasts to help me get my mind off all anxieties. Also, funny enough, I realized that I was wearing my Cheap Heat t-shirt. I will spare you the details of the nearly 36-hour labor, but I want you to know that in a time where I needed to be there for my wife and I was exhausted, the one thing that helped me calm down, get right, and, yes, enjoy myself was when I had a few minutes to myself to listen to His Majesty and Stack Eye Greg. I was looking to hit my... uh, Hold on. Let me time this. Shout out Stack Eye Greg. Discussing wrestling, especially in the shoot Arrow, Might sound silly to uneducated fools, but what you do every week does not go unappreciated. I wish I was better able to put my thoughts together as I write this, but I just wanted to remind you of how you entertain so many of us, and the world is better because of you. By the way, my beautiful daughter made her entrance healthy, happy, and beautiful. Thank you, J. Trav. What a phenomenal and sweet and touching message, man. Thank you, J. Trav. Bro. Bruh. I'm not even going to write you back. I'm going to let you just hear this on the show. That was a really really nice message. That's meaningful. Um as as we've let you know before, we are not doing this for the the guap,
2: the, the millions of dollars.
1: No, yeah, exactly. Um so we really really appreciate yeah. that. Uh,
2: I know he said he wished he was better able to no, put no, it together, perfect. but yeah, I think you gave too much credit. You oversold your deliriousness uh
1: Yeah, and undersold your writing. Yeah.
2: And welcome to the world to your your daughter.
1: Yeah, please, and uh, I'll, I'll say this to her actually.
3: Welcome to the shoot arrow, baby. Welcome to the
2: what? Sug, you ready to get out of here? Yeah, it's uh, another good one in the books. Another classic. The
1: sh- the shoot arrow continues to be the greatest arrow, and uh, still I'm I'm, I'm going to get you in the next week or two the exact information for the SummerSlam party. But something is going to go down SummerSlam Sunday, I'm guessing, um, that evening. So everyone enjoy the fourth. Um. Stay mage. Certainly stay mage. Um, I heard that Vince Russo is producing Donald Trump's speech in front of the Lincoln Memorial. <laughs> He's gonna be like directing all the tanks and everything for this ridiculous event. Um. Wait, sorry, I don't show my political beliefs on the show. But I do want you to stay made. What did you say, Greg? Enjoy yourself? What you...
2: I I said stay made, but we, we definitely want to stay made, so you got to double up on that. Enjoy yourself.
1: And it's you have days off, so you want to take it easy, man. Oh yeah. Good that's that's a really good point.
2: Welcome to the
3: what? Welcome to the shoot, Arrow Baby. <laughs>
2: It's professional wrestling. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the main event of the evening. At this time,
0: I would like to introduce in the corner to my left. The
1: major Sweet. Rosenberg! And then I went to makeup and like sat in front of the mirror a little bit and got myself together. Also, ladies
2: and gentlemen, at this time, I would like to introduce. Shout out to that guy, Red. Redheart is the greatest professional wrestler in the history of the art form. mm